Grab yourself a biscuit. It's the CA3 Cup of Tea series. So, hello and welcome to our Cup of Tea series 2021. Um, I'm your host, Sarah Wardle from CA3, and we've created this podcast for the HR talent community and anyone really who's interested in exploring specific areas of employee engagement and experience. So uh, each month in the time it takes for us to have a cup of tea and a biscuit, you can listen to us chat with industry experts on the most challenging topics facing HR and talent professionals today. And this month, we're super lucky to have Henna Pryor from Priority Group and Recruiter Rewire with us. Henna is a successful executive coach in the US with a decade and a half's experience in recruitment. Henna and I wanted to focus this month on how we speak with candidates and how by changing the way we approach people and communicate our messages, we can successfully recruit the right people for our businesses. I was particularly interested in how this may be different across the pond. Are there maybe differences in the US approach possibly? So, After all that blurb, (laughs) Uh, this is the Cup of Tea series, Henna, Um, and I know you've listened to a few of our recent podcasts, um, so you know the drill. I do. I don't have a cup of tea, but I've got a nice, strong American cup of coffee in front of me. (laughs) So uh, let's begin. Um, Henna, you and I have only recently met, uh, and that was virtually. (laughs) So um, I'd I'd love to find out more about your career to date. Um, You know, how, how did you come to focus on the coaching side of recruiting? Yeah, so I have a a pretty interesting foray into the coaching side. So I had, as you mentioned, a decade and a half career in the recruitment space, a wonderful career. I really could not have been more blessed to have such a great group of people that I worked with. I was largely on the staffing side, so uh, both dealing with internal recruitment professionals, hiring managers, VP director, C-suite. And one of the things that I found to be true in every conversation I was having is there was such an appetite to move past the transactional problems and to have deeper discussions about what was really going on with the team, with the process, what's working, what's not, how are we getting in our own way? How do we sabotage our own success? And enough of those conversations started to happen and enough people made a comment about the fact that they were sort of using me as their de facto executive coach that I decided to go see a little more what this whole coaching thing was about. And so I got executive coach certified at American University in Washington, D.C. and uh, honestly had no real intention of staying focused on the recruitment side. But I started to identify what I saw as some pretty significant gaps in the way people were adjusting to the new marketplace. And it was too hard to resist. It felt really good to support the industry that had been so good to me for so long. What, when recruiters come to you, um, what, what are they really looking for when they first approach you? What's their kind of, what's, what are some of the, mo- you know, the biggest problems people have? Right. These days, I would say there's this very common talk track of, I'm doing the same things I've always done, and I'm just not getting any feedback, or I'm not getting any responses, or it just feels like the market is really hard to get through to. And I don't know what, I, what I'm doing wrong, right? I, I used to you know, send these emails. I used to make these phone calls and I would have people lined up at my, my door and none of this seems to be working anymore. And so the first you know, question out of everyone's mouth is, what can I do differently, right? How can I do this more effectively and better? Because this used to work and it doesn't anymore. And so you know, from that comes a layer of peeling or, or a process of peeling back the layers rather of, 
what are you doing? And come to find that a lot of recruitment and HR professionals when it comes to talent acquisition or staffing are doing the same thing they did 10 years ago, not recognizing that the marketplace has changed significantly. And not just from a technology or automation standpoint, but from the standpoint of the way people like to be communicated with. And, you know, I know what you do at CA3 is, is directly aligned with this. You know, it's, it's a very different time. People have a very different need, both from the branding standpoint, but also that personal touch, person to person standpoint. And a lot of that has remained unchanged and it's making people fall behind in their communication. Absolutely. I mean, how, how do you think that recruiters should be changing the way they sell, you know, their jobs to prospective um, candidates? There's a short answer and there's a long answer. The short answer is with a human touch approach. That's the very short answer. The longer answer is people no longer care about the laundry list of things that they used to. It doesn't really matter if, you know, people have a 50% match on 401k and, you know, this kind of PTO and this type of, you know, company uh, snack break room. I mean, those things are nice to haves, but what people really want to know anymore is, is there a place where I can be visible and seen? Is there a place here for me where I have someone who's going to lift me up and advocate for me in the organization? Is there a place where my voice will be heard to actually affect change or really have meaning or purpose in this company? And a lot of job descriptions and a lot of outreach is still focused on the features of the thing instead of the benefits of the thing. And it's, it's just a huge missed opportunity to connect with people on a more emotional and personal level. Yeah, it's kind of obvious in a way. Uh, people want to know mm -hmm. what's in it for me. Yep. Um, we work with our clients at CA3 to manage their employer brands, not only to sell a role to people, but to convey how that person will make a difference within their organization. You know, how they'll be heard, how they'll affect change and how they can build a career for themselves within mm -hmm. a company that's always been there for them. And whether that brand is engaging with talent through a careers website, social media, film, or even employee-generated content, it's all about helping the individual imagine themselves in that role mm -hmm. uh, and in being embedded into, into your culture. Um, yeah, I mean, any tips and the, and the yeah. advice that you can give our um, listeners and, as, as to how they can do that, um, you know, would, would be very, very welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know whether you have like a list of hints and tips I, that are easy I to have, communicate. Yeah, hours, hours worth of tips, but I can okay. kind of condense it to a few. You know, your, your point is exactly right in that if a prospective candidate can't imagine themselves in the scenario, in the outcome, then you've lost them. You know, there's, there's very little chance of really getting enrollment from the person that you're looking for. So if you're really looking to get the right people's attention, the very first thing you need to do is make that person feel special and make sure that they feel like you understand them. So I'll give you just a, a practical example of this. So in my, my former world, I would recruit a lot of accounting and finance professionals. And so anyone who works for a publicly traded company in the United States, there's something called SEC reporting, right? So it's financial reporting, um, government you know, reports that have to go out. So if I was recruiting for those people, I could go on and on about the great job I have and all the technical virtues of the job and how our company is so great. But that's not going to get the person's attention right away because a lot of their competing companies are saying the same things. The thing that will stop someone in their tracks and get them to pay attention is to start by really talking about them, to say, you know, hey, you, Mr. Manager of Financial Reporting, here's what I know about you. 
it's still COVID. Your kids are still likely home doing virtual school, yet you are in a job where your deadlines are entirely unchanged. You know, the 10K had to be filed, 10Qs coming up end of March. Your hours are as long as ever. Your team is working as hard as ever. You know, something that indicates, I get you. I get you. And this is why you might want to listen to what I have or what I have to say. But we miss that first step. And we lose people in this attention-starved world. We lose people and they go on to the next thing that they're doing because there's nothing out of the gate that says, oh, they're talking to me. And I mean, is it, do you see a lot more kind of of the written email side of things? I'm just interested personally, you know, yes. or, or is it still on the phone? Is a lot of it still on the phone or do you see mainly it's it's an email to the candidate? No, I, so, so people always worry when I do my training, they say, is she going to say the phone is dead? <laughs> you know, what, what, <laughs> who, did, who did we hire? I say, nope, good news. I don't believe the phone is dead, but I, I do believe and the data supports that no one is picking up your unknown phone number anymore. You know, the, the data says that 90% of people don't pick up an unknown phone number anymore. So if you choose to ignore that statistic, that's naive. You know, nobody wants to pick up your unknown phone number. So yes, email, any sort of messaging outreach right now is king when it comes to attention getting in this marketplace. And the goal of the email or the written message is to get to the live conversation quicker. You know, I especially as a coach, I believe that there's a lot of nuance in spoken conversation, you know, people's energy, the cadence of their breath, you can hear their excitement, you can hear their frustration, you don't want to lose that. But you also are naive if you think that that 90% statistic excludes you, (laughs) you know, everyone, everyone is suffering from the fate of not being picked up if they're an unknown phone number. So Email, LinkedIn messaging, others' forms of written outreach, they're, they're not only important, they're critical. And the problem is a lot of folks in recruitment and staffing and HR are going by what they were taught in high school English class when yes. it relates to their writing. They're, they're following that format, and no one has taught them how to do sales writing, effective, influential, human writing when it focuses on subject lines and calls to action. You know, we all need to be kind of mini marketers in the digital space to be effective in recruitment these days. Absolutely. Um, And I guess, you know, part of your training must include, you know, a a big part of that, you know, how to to write copy in a a sales way without (laughs) overloading in sales talk, um, which is always a fine line to tread. (laughs) Yes, yes. The entire training is how to write effective copy that converts. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you right now that nothing will make me click away or delete faster than a salesy message. So there's two extremes, right? There's a message that's dripping with sales speak and you feel like this person's trying so hard that it makes you cringe. And then the other extreme though, where unfortunately more people go, I don't find that most people are dripping with sales speak. The other extreme where more people go is it's cookie cutter, it's dry, it's boring. It's just like everyone else. It's generic. And because it's they've gone to that extreme, they just get deleted right away. They're ignorable. They're deletable. And so what, what you need to do is have that pendulum, you know, level set right in the middle there where you know what works to get that sort of emotional response. You know how to write something that's so intriguing and curiosity inducing and compelling that the person can't resist responding to you to open the conversation but you do it in a way that's not salesy. It's just human. 
Absolutely. There's a huge amount of synergy here between what you and recruiters do and what we do on a larger scale for organisations to help promote their employer brand and engage with talent. Mm -hmm. But it's not one size fits all. Yes. It's all about getting the message right for the target audience, whether that's through an advert, social post or even a simple email. But if you get it right, you compel people to act. Um, it is tricky to get it right, as I'm sure you know. Um, so have you ever had to work you know, closely with an organization's brand team at all? I mean, have businesses approached yeah. you and said, yeah, let's, you know, help us with this? <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, yeah. to me, it's, uh, it's you know, salt and pepper, peanut butter and jelly, right? They have yeah. to go together. So well, in America, spending, <laughs> uh, right, I said, what's the tea, tea and biscuits? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, things things that go together. I, I I think that it would be a remiss, you know, a, a, a real waste of opportunity to have one without the other. I think if you're going to, you know, really dial in your employer branding, which is critical, of course, you need to have that that message that faces who who is your company, what do they stand for. That's so important. But at the same time, the people that are doing the outreach are also as important a piece of the the process or the representation of what that brand stands for. So if your brand is, you know, XYZ, and then the person who's trying to do that outreach and communicating the message isn't living up to the values of XYZ, then there's a disconnect, right? And so I, I work very closely with employer branding and sort of company level recruitment marketing to say, what do you as a company stand for? And then, you know, after they've sort of dialed that in on the company side, that's where I come in and say, now let's talk to the people who are boots on the ground and say, are you living into this? How do you show up as this day to day in your messaging, in your outreach, in your copywriting, and make sure that those things are all in congruence because that just strengthens what the brand is all about. Absolutely. And I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, the employer brand isn't something that's just been created by a brand team and then just pushed right. out. I mean, a, a lot of the time right. it is. A lot of the time people think it is. Um, but I guess it's, it's a revolving um, you know, circle. I mean, people yeah. on the ground are the ones who are talking to those candidates. If mm -hmm. they should be influencing the employer brand as much as, as the employer brand is influencing those conversations. And if those are yes. happening in the right way, then I guess everyone's learning from each other. Um, and it's kind of a it's a whole living, breathing thing, right? The employer mm -hmm. brand, it's, it's something that everyone can kind of hold up as, as, as what the organization is all about. Yeah. Um, no, so, yeah. I, I think that's a good call out. Yeah. They're not, they're not things that exist separately from each other. You know, they, they, it is almost like a, you know, a merry-go-round or a carousel where sometimes employer brand and some initiatives will feed what the team does. And a lot of time the team's values and behaviors will feed the employer brand. So absolutely. I think that those conversations should always be happening simultaneously and absolutely be happening on an ongoing basis. So, um, I mean, um, finally, um, before we finish, um, I, you've given us a few tips already, but are there any other quick wins um, you can share with our recruiter or HR audience um, kind of takeaways from this conversation? Absolutely. Number one, subject lines. Let's not leave subject lines as an afterthought. A lot of frustration in recruitment and talent acquisition is I can't get people's attention. And then I ask, what is your subject line? And it's, new opportunity, <laughs> right? So, um, Absolutely. Pay attention to subject lines. Again, whether people work with me or if they find you know someone else to help the sales messaging get dialed in, subject lines are important. 
you know, the, the email communication, it needs to sound the way you talk. I think we've somehow fallen into this habit of, you know, HR, talent acquisition, staffing, that we all need to sound like X. And it's this, you know, cookie cutter, robotic, generic, stiff voice that frankly, none of our prospects want. And so, you know, what part of what I teach is this just return to humanization of the process. And then, you know, the, the last kind of quick tip I would give is don't assume that this is a skill that any of us were born with. I think, you know, people get hard on themselves. Man, have I been doing this wrong for years? I've had 20, 30, 40 year professionals work with me in my training say, gosh, I've been doing it all wrong. And what I say to them is absolutely not. Messaging didn't used to matter as much as it does now. You know, we the, the buyer behavior in the market has shifted in that your written outreach matters enormously. It didn't used to matter before, but if you've never been taught, if you've never been trained, it's not a skill anyone's born with. So don't beat yourself up. Don't struggle. Just, you know, find a partner, whether it's me or someone else that can help your team get this dialed in so you can learn how to do it and do it well. Brilliant. That's some really good tips there. Thank you, Henna. And um, I think that's probably um, all we've got time for. But thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today. Thanks, Sarah. I'll have my cup of tea this afternoon in honour. Excellent. Cheers, Henna. So that's it. Thanks to Henna Pryor for taking the time to have a chat with us. And for those of you who'd like to hear more, please follow us on LinkedIn or subscribe to download more episodes. Until next time, goodbye. CA3 is an award-winning employer brand agency. They're also the creators of Eli, very engaging onboarding tech. To find out more, type CA3 into Google.